awesome, awesome, awesome. Um, so we're back. We're we're back, back at it again with the white fans. No, no. <laughs> and um, yeah, we're just trying to live, <coughs> survive out here in this crazy world. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> That's what we're doing, right? I guess, yeah. Hello, and welcome to <laughs> Known Unknowns. Um, don't judge me. You you just said back at... Okay, never mind. Uh, Damn, I'm Carly. Daniel. Shh, I'm Carly. I'm Harry. And you know where you're at. You're at home. You're in your car. Well, no, you should be at home right now. Yeah, you should be at home right now. <sighs> Unfortunately... <laughs> this has been a nightmare. For you, maybe. For me, I hate it. It's like day what, like five or six of this, and I'm dying. I just cry in bed and complain about being bored all day. Yeah, I love it. I love being bored. I'm good at it. Yeah, well, I've been sick for most of it. When it was still acceptable to go outside and do things, I was sick. Now that we're on complete, like, stay home, I'm feeling better. And it's bull. (laughs) It's bull. I don't have any jobs anymore. Uh, <laughs> they both this. closed. This is your job. further notice. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I have this. <laughs> so if you actually want to pay me for it, I'll put my Venmo in there. Okay. So we can pay rent and buy groceries because Harry also has no job. <laughs> yeah. Um. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. It's been <laughs> I way to start the episode on a downer. All right. Well, I'm just saying it's been I've I've been having a great time. I don't right. have any responsibilities except the the best thing that I can do right now is to stay inside and play video games. You could clean the apartment. I have cleaned parts of the apartment, and then mm-hmm. they just get messy again. Okay. Well. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, I'm going insane. Mm-hmm. And I am l- thriving off uh, of it. Off of my insanity? Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> I'm actually going insane. I don't know what I'm going to do without jobs and jobs. <laughs> I like working. I like work and I like doing my shows. All my shows got canceled, too. <laughs> Oh, my Lanta. How are you guys doing? I hope better than us. Or better than me. <laughs> I hope that you're doing the same. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Uh, we're going to try to put out some more content. I, I I was thinking that it might be cool to try to do like a live stream thing with you guys. Like a live little... Uh, sort of podcasty thing i don't know mm-hmm. like I, I don't know i was i was looking into setting up a twitch channel earlier so let write in if that is something that you'd be interested in watching these people don't write in all right they well write in when i ask them to <clears throat> Bitches. Oh, if you're just kidding <laughs> i love you all okay, i love our fans <laughs> and i would love yeah. i'm asking for a specific input i don't you know, I don't want to waste time on trying to do that if no one's going to be interested. But That's if, like, true. 
you know, that would help you, uh, that would relieve some of your boredom and like help you uh, maintain your sanity while we're all under uh, uh, self-isolation or uh, social distancing orders. Uh, Yeah, what are you guys doing to pass the time? Listening to known unknowns, I hope. (laughs) Yeah. And telling your friends to listen to it. Telling your friends to listen to it. Um, Uh, Yeah. So nothing eventful has really happened other than Mm -hmm. we haven't really talked about this because last week we had an interview, so we didn't... It hasn't really gotten big until Mm -hmm. the last two weeks, and... Yeah. Yeah. You'd think that we would be like, you know, this would be a great thing to channel all of our time and energy into, like this podcast. But we've been busy with a bunch of other really important stuff, like playing The Sims. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, watching um, the end of Parks and Recreation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we watched Mythbusters this morning. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I'm painting. I just had a hankering. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm painting. That's cool. That is cool. <laughs> I'm painting a drum set, a kid <laughs> drum set, not a cool drum set. Right. I bought them at Village Discount, and I took the stickers off of them, and now I'm painting flowers on top. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're painting on actual drums, not painting a picture of a drum set. Oh, yeah, I'm painting <laughs> on actual drums. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm doing. Maybe I'll show you guys pictures, all my friends. I'm going insane. <laughs> I'm going insane. I'm, it's so good to talk to other people. How are you? <laughs> Please talk to me. Yeah, I don't talk to Carly. I'm just I just sit here and I cried today because my stuffed animals aren't real and they can't talk to me. <laughs> it made me really sad. I'm just sad. I know. I'm just I'm having a great time. Having the time of my life. You're not gonna doing puzzles out by the end of the on, month here. Sipping on a John Daly. We have nine days to figure out how to pay rent. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Um I don't know. <laughs> you know, if you guys have money. <laughs> no 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 no. It's not I'm not telling you to give me money. Oh, okay. I mean you Whoa. should. But if you have money, donate to like artists' relief funds. Yeah, um, that's a I'm good thing to do. I'm getting a, a gr- little grant from the uh, League of Chicago Theaters mm-hmm. um, for the for a theater actor relief mm-hmm. fund, and they're giving me a little money because I lost my jobs and I work at a theater, mm-hmm. and they're giving money to other actors who. Um, who have lost their jobs because uh, theaters are closed. Yep. And there's other ones, like other, you know. Right. If you don't like actors, or, you can, you know, give money to musicians or, or other uh, artists. Few. But there's, yeah, there's a lot of cool funds you should donate to if you have the money. If not, <laughs> I, I get you. <laughs> but yeah, I was thrilled to find out that I <laughs> am getting some money from them yeah. because lovely people donated so there's well, that's good money yeah. to give mm-hmm. so that's happy yeah that's uh, good yeah yeah 
Okay, Sorry, I this was burping. episode has been a real downer. <laughs> what, Should we start over? One of us has been a real downer. Okay, but you won't talk. I've been trying to. All right, well, should we start over? I can start over. <laughs> All right, ready? Okay. Hello! <laughs> Hi! Welcome! Okay. This is our podcast, Known Unknowns. I'm Carly. And I'm Harry. And this is the best podcast in the whole entire world, and I'm so happy. I don't know if we actually started over or not. I no. Th- oh, okay. Harry, no! I didn't know if it was a joke. <laughs> I can't... Was I being that ser- I wasn't being serious enough. <laughs> being dumb oh um so you guessed it (laughs) this episode is going to be about plagues and diseases and other pandemics (laughs) what i'm trying to be more upbeat and positive okay great um so do you want to just get right to it do you have Uh, any other anything else you need to share with people um no. <laughs> All right. If I think of anything else, I'll say it at the end. Great. Or in the middle. Cool. Harry's going to start. All right. Yeah. So I've got sort of a, a little medley of uh, plague-related topics to discuss. Yes, yes, All right. yes, yes, yes. Uh, so I'm going to start in Norway in cool. the mid-14th century during history's most famous pandemic, The Pestilence, a.k.a. The Great Mortality, a.k.a. The Black Death. Oh, I've heard of that. (laughs) Yeah. Is that the one with the rats? Yes. Yes, I was right. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so similar to the coronavirus, um, the Black Death likely began in China around 1338 to 1339. Didn't the coronavirus start from an animal, probably, too? Yeah. I've, I've heard that. I don't know. I don't. I read that, that at the very it. beginning of this outbreak, so it could be totally wrong. Could be. I don't know. They thought that it probably stemmed from an animal or something. Oh, okay. I well, don't know. The, the black also, death... animals can't get it. They don't think. So that confused me. I recently mm. read that. Interesting. Yeah, I have no idea. All right. Sorry. Maybe Continue. Sir, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Anyway, it well, it it took a long it took a lot longer for the Black Death to get to the West than. Uh, COVID-19 did. Um, COVID. <laughs> what? COVID. I probably had COVID. Oh, I'm just, is that what the Kofifi tweet was about? Not to bring up. What? I, I, remember, the, remember when Trump tweeted like the word <laughs> Kofifi? No, I don't. I don't remember that. <laughs> it, was, it was like a couple years ago. Yeah, it was like a, it was something about like something and the the press kofifi i don't know i'm just thinking like was he like being like half seeing the future like he could see that a big cove cove something was coming like he was having like a little stroke in his brain and so like you think he can predict the future no i think that he like acts he had a stroke that in somehow brought his mind into the future into the year 2020 for like half a second where he just got the word cove and then the stroke part came in and he just says fifi fifi (laughs) hey should we talk about um, election stuff? Oh, okay. I don't know. I feel like we always keep people updated on that. Why not? Yeah. We what haven't do you... said anything political. What do you have to say? Nothing. Oh, okay. Well, they should have. I'm sad, but they... it's fine. 
Oh, well, they should be canceling all of yeah, the primaries. they should. Or moving, changing them to be a, uh, all vote by mail. That's like the main... It should be happening. Mm-hmm. It's sad. Because you can't be like saying out of one side of your mouth, like, it's a, incredibly important for you to stay home and not go out in public or be around large groups of people. And out of the other side, go wait and go wait in line with 200 other people to vote. It's incredibly important. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But it's also like, what do we do? We don't know how long this is going to last. Well, that's that's why it should, I mean, all elections. Oh, I guess it should be not in person. Yeah, all, I, I would I, I would say that all of the primaries should anyway be like vote by mail. Yeah. But, well. um, so Bernie didn't win Illinois and that makes me sad. Yeah, it's But a everything's fine. Mm-hmm. I like watching videos of him when he's at home. <laughs> he's a funny man. Yeah. You should watch... Some videos of Bernie Sanders just being like a grandpa. Mm-hmm. It's really funny <laughs> and adorable. Yeah, I'm in love with him. Could be could could be America's funniest president. I had a dream that I made out with Bernie Sanders. <laughs> 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 what? I just thought you should know that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what? Nothing. It was very disturbing. <laughs> I bet. Like during it, it felt very strange. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what you were doing in real life. Like what your bot were you <laughs> making out with your pillow or something? Or does your hand feel like a dry old man's face? <laughs> oh my god. Uh, it was really bad. I was like because at first I was making out with his grandson, but it wasn't really his grandson. It was just some guy I know that mm-hmm. I was. he was like, I'm Bernie Sanders' grandson. And then he turned into Bernie Sanders, and I was like, all right, I guess if this is what we're doing. It was very weird. It was weird. That, it sounds weird. Yeah. Well, I, it's weird because I've been calling him my grandpa, so it would be kind of weird that yeah. my brain went to that. Yeah, it is. I wonder what that says about you and your I like brain. the old man type. I wonder what that says about me. <laughs> Dude, we were so attracted to grandpas. No. All right, well, Sorry I guess for we bringing have nothing up. to say about the election. I, I just we have a lot to say. Harry so. would. <laughs> we're already 15 minutes into this thing. I'll, I'll say that the election wow. is not over. I'll, I mean... People are saying that Joe Biden died, and that's why we oh. haven't heard from him. In yeah, days. I've heard that. That's funny. <laughs> he gave a like a like a press briefing over fo- phone the other day, but they could have gotten An some impersonator, yeah, or audio cut together. That's cool. Yeah, People well, can do that. I mean, his his staff doesn't have the technical know how to do that. They can't figure out how to like. They could hire someone who has the technical know how to. Well, do they've it. they've been trying to. I mean, well, they tried to do, like, a live stream, like, town hall type thing and completely, well, part of it was that Joe Biden's brain doesn't work. And so he was, he was just, like, wandering off camera, forgetting what was going on. But um, also, they, like, totally couldn't put, had no idea how to put anything like that together. They claim the reason that Biden hasn't been, like, visible in addressing the country is that they just can't figure out how to do, like, a live video stream from his home whereas <laughs> bernie sanders has like been on a daily basis on a daily giving, basis yeah <laughs> giving addresses to the country from his home so 
Fun times. I don't know how we expect to beat Donald Trump when our the strategy for electing our the Democratic candidate is to hide him from the yeah. people as much as possible. Yeah. I do. I don't know. My other my 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 the one thing I think could happen is that after they like nominate him on the first ballot and they nominate his vice president, he just. Uh, they have him just like uh, step down for like health reasons or something, and then the vice president that they chose runs in his place. I so think get ready that's for unlikely. President Kamala, Kamala Harris. Harris. Yep. I, know. I was like, he's gonna choose Kamala Harris, even mm-hmm. though wouldn't that be the weirdest thing? I'm gonna cut back to like the first debate ever <laughs> and just like cut all those scenes where she's like joe biden is a racist he is sucks why would you be why are you a human being just saying yeah i just mm-hmm. saying. i mean she endorsed him though yeah i know i know i know i know all right you want to start saying. talking about the dark yeah. the death hey, sorry plague, sorry the i brought plague. up some normie lib shit with kofifi Oh, that was that was very cringe of me. That was very cringe of you. Sorry. Uh, oh my god. Okay, so blah blah blah. Uh, the, 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 the the black plague got to Europe, uh, peaking between the years 1347 and 1351. I don't like the word peak. Continue. It climaxed between the years no, 1347 and 1351. Oh my god. <laughs> my first least favorite word. Second is peak. Here's a different word. <laughs> uh, so the Black Death uh, reduced the po- world's population between those years by over 100 million people. Um, <laughs> and at, at that time, the That's whole world population yeah. was 475 million before <gasps> the Black Plague. Oh, my gosh. So between like 21 and 26% of everyone <laughs> in the world died because of the Black That's Plague. crazy. Yeah. Uh, but Norway was hit especially hard. Um, the plague didn't arrive there until 1349 and only lasted about six months in Norway. But in that time, it killed up as many as 60% of the population oh there. Gosh. Where's Norway? It's in Scandinavia. It's by Sweden and Finland. Um, Northern Europe. Mm. It's pretty. Have you been there? No, huh. I've seen pictures. Right. I know it sounds cool. I want to go fjords, over there. I really want to go Vikings. to Sweden. Sweden seems cool. Yeah, places with like Vikings and shit are cool. <laughs> That's my kind of place. Yeah, I want to go to Switzerland. Where's that at? Do they I have Vikings? No, I don't think so. That's in the Alps in the mountains. It's been in between France and Austria and Italy. <laughs> oh, that's not what I thought. I thought it was more of like a. Norway type place. No, okay. it kind of sounds like it would be. I mean, yeah, it sounds similar. Switzerland. It sounds sort of similar to Swiss. Sweden. But is that bad to say the Swiss? No. I don't think so. No. It sounds like cheese. <laughs> I'm well. going nuts. Continue. <laughs> I'm just babbling. It's nice to talk to people. <laughs> what? I know there's people out there listening to me. Okay. Within the next couple days. Yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> entire cities in Norway were, I mean, and all over Europe were wiped out by the plague. Um, well, one folktale from Norway play that takes place more than 100 years after the Black Death um, was about a bear hunter who gets lost in a great forest. Uh, he searched, so this was after the Black Death happened, 100 oh, years okay. after. 
just in case. A hundred years after the plague happened. Yeah, so this this bear hunter gets lost in the woods. As the sun's going down, he searches. He searched desperately for shelter uh, before nightfall. Um, okay. Then he saw. Sorry, I was burping. Uh. <laughs> what? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> uh, he saw several buildings. Bu- se- ah, he saw several buildings, almost hidden by huge hundred-year-old trees. Uh, the hunter entered the main cottage. Uh, where he found everything that you would expect to find in a medieval cottage, like a rusty old pot, some deca- decaying yarn, a bow and arrow. Bow and arrow. Oh my goodness, I'm this sorry. is a rough I episode, everyone, speak. for all of us. I've been out of practice. I know. Um, Me too. Uh, all bow and arrow, all covered in th- a thick layer of dust. Um, on a on a bed in one corner, there was a pile of old human bones. Oh my gosh! As he approached, the bones screamed and then no. told the hunter what had happened there, how the plague had come and swept through the village. That once infected, it took only three days for people to die. Uh, that people didn't have even have time to let their animals out of their pens, and they too died of thirst and hunger. People died in their beds, and as they became more desperate in the streets. Uh, the hunter walked through the abandoned farm and saw that things were just as people had left them uh, when they died a hundred years ago. Uh, he decided that he would claim the spot and make a new life for himself there. Uh, he buried the bones and soon the place became alive again. Oh. He like built a new... Oh, he stood on the uh, yeah stood on the shoulders of the dead and built something uh, new. It's nice. Yeah, so a little bit of hope there. Um, and so that town, uh, as the, uh, the pile of bones probably told him, had been visited by Pesta. Pesto? Uh, Pesta. Pesto? <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Pesta is a witch in Norwegian folklore, uh, born out of the devastation of the Black Death. She... Shoot. She is an ashen-faced old woman who wears ashen a we- <laughs> who wears a red skirt and carries with her a broomstick and a rake. Um, so if <laughs> what <That's funny. laughs> if you encounter I'm picturing it, if yeah, if you encountered Pesta using her rake, using her rake, uh, you knew that the devastation you knew that the devastation of the plague wouldn't be total. That some of your people would be might be able to escape through the teeth of her rake, uh, but. <laughs> But if she was sweeping with her broom when you Uh-oh. found her, then you and every no one you knew were doomed. You yeah. can't get through the little bristles no. of a broom. Yeah, exactly. Um, so high up in the mountains in western Norway, there is a valley called Jostedal. Um, it, as the plague swept over the country, many of the rich and powerful people fled to this remote valley uh, to try and stay healthy there. Um as the plague came closer, they stopped allowing people to come in and out of Yostadal and only communed, communicated with the outside world by placing letters under a rock at the entrance to the valley. Oh. To this day, that rock is still called the Letter Stone, apparently. Mm. I couldn't, I You're... tried to look up whether that actually existed, and I couldn't, I don't know if the Letter Stone exists. Oh. The valley, Yostadal, actually exists, but I couldn't, I looked, I couldn't find any reference to an actual letter stone and anywhere but this folk story oh sad (laughs) yeah (laughs) but anyway despite their precautions uh pesta and her broom found a way into the valley killing everyone in yostadal except for one young girl (gasps) 
Uh, so some months later, I don't know how many, but abandoned animals from Yostadal began w wandering over to a neighboring valley that had apparently been spared Pesta's wrath. Uh, the people there went to investigate where the animals were coming from and found the remains of Yostadal without a single living soul. On their way home, they spotted a girl, but when... Sorry. Oh, perfect. <laughs> we ate a whole bunch of takeout or delivered wings. Wings. Wangs. So? Um, I ate too much food. Yeah, well, me too. I'm not burping in the mic. All right. I'm... <laughs> Sorry. Just continue. Okay, so on their way home, uh, they spotted a girl, but when they called out uh, to her and tried to approach her, she ran away and hid, uh, like on all fours, like a wild animal now. What? This girl? Yeah. <laughs> uh, the town determined that it was their duty to save her, and so somehow they caught her and coaxed her back to their village. Oh. She was scared and confused and reminded them of a local bird, so they called her the Grouse of Yostadal. Uh, but apparently she was treated well by her new community, eventually learning to act like a human again. She married and stayed in that area for the rest of her life, leaving a large and respected family line behind. <laughs> interesting. Yeah. Is that real? I don't, I don't I know. That. I kind of doubt it too. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. So years and years passed after that. I don't know how many, uh, maybe. After the Black Death? Yeah, after the Black Death. Okay. Uh, I just. Could maybe centuries, but I don't know. But eventually people returned to Yostadal and started to rebuild. Uh, the new residents selected a flat piece of land to build a church. Uh, there weren't many reliable records at the time, but it seems to be reasonably close to where the original chapel had been located. Okay. Uh, so they started to build, but every day when they came back to the site, they found that the work they'd done the day before had been undone, and uh, all their building materials were moved no. to a small hill nearby. Mm -mm. After like two days of that, I'd be like, I'm done. <laughs> this I'm went done. on for days and days. Why until would you continue? Okay. Eventually they gave up yeah, trying to you. build at the first location. The people decided that the hill where all their building materials were being put was as good a place as any to build a church. So they might as well try there. Yeah. Um, and as soon as they started digging the foundation, a worker struck something metal. They dug some more and soon uncovered the old church bell. Aww. Which still is in the uh, Yostadal church today. That's cute. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, so that's that's enough of Norway. Yeah. All right. Sorry, we we stayed there for a while. Oh, I liked it. Yeah, I know. They, they I had liked nice. It there. They had nice, hopeful stories. Oh. Kind of. Yeah. Is this? Is it going to get sadder? Oh, I don't know. I mean. I don't know. All right. No. Anyway, well, Pesta Pesta isn't the only witch-like character to come out of the Black Death. All over Europe, personifications of the disease were sprang up. In Bulgaria, yeah. bubonic plague looked like an old, plain woman dressed in rags with bony hands, long nails, and disheveled hair. So it's all just witch ladies. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Witchcraft. Yeah. The Bulgarian one would carry a scythe or a sickle that she would use to mow down her victims. <laughs> Uh, on other occasions, she hit them with fiery arrows. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, there's a legend that God created the plague and sent it to humans in a bid to punish them for their sins. However, um, or so God created the witch person that, with the scythe or fiery arrows 
to set and send that sent that to humans to punish them for their sins. However, she turned out so grisly and sinister that when he saw her, God was terrified and struck her back with his walking stick. Since then, her neck has been paralyzed and she can only see straight, explaining why some people managed to avoid her. Mm. Mm-hmm. You should talk into the mic. I'm... You're talking away from the mic like that. <laughs> Sorry. I just want them to hear you. I want you to be heard. <laughs> okay. Uh, and in Serbia, there's the Chuma, uh, Chumas or Kugas. Uh, they're believed to, they were believed to live in a faraway land. Um, and from there they came to Serbia or wherever to infect people. They, they're witches that hate dirtiness and are especially eager to infect a dirty house. Hence, if, uh, Hence, if plague would appear in the vicinity, it was believed that every house and its occupant must be thoroughly cleaned, which was a useful belief. Yeah. <laughs> that actually, yeah, that helps. Offerings <laughs> of food, clean water, basil, and a comb could also be made to her. Hmm. Yeah. Basil in the comb? Yeah. I don't know. I guess because basil is, I don't know, fresh Disney. smelling basil in a comb too <laughs> yeah I'd, I'd take some basil in a comb yeah i'd take some basil in a comb all right well dress up as chuma and start infecting people with plague maybe you'll get some cool so pesta and chuma and the other plague witches would reappear around europe for centuries to come as the bubonic plague would resurface in more localized outbreaks uh up until like the early 20th century um one of these outbreaks in 1619 gave us one of the most enduring and unsettling symbols of pestilence and sickness ever to haunt our dreams. The Plague Doctor. Mm. You know, do, do you know what I'm talking about? That no. outfit? These these guys? With like that... Oh, maybe, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Ever, oh, that's creepy, yeah. Yeah. Like the bird face. The Yeah, so the... Bu, 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 yeah, sorry. I think I... So the the out the plague doctor outfit consists of an ankle length overcoat, um, gloves, boots, a cane, a wide rimmed hat, and a long bird like beak mask. Yeah, it's creepy. Look it up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so around 1619, there was a string of plague outbreaks along France's Mediterranean coast. Uh, to keep the disease from spreading inland, people who traveled to France by sea were quarantined in lazarettos. Um, which are like quarantine stations along the coast. Quarantine. Um, to protect the doctors working in these stations from contracting the plague themselves, uh, a doctor named Charles de Lorme, who I think was like the official doctor for Louis the Sixteenth or something. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, he he invented a costume that would protect them from head to toe, modeled after a soldier's armor. Uh, so their dark overcoats were made of leather or waxed canvas, so that it would be like water and air That's what they wore? Mm-hmm. Those creepy bird costumes? Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, what? Mm-hmm. Is this all about the Black Plague or whatever? Well, this death is... Death Plague, Death... I mean, this this is later than the Black Death. The de- Black Death was in the 1340s, uh, 1350s. What are we talking about now, then? Now we're, we're talking about later plagues. Oh, Europe. just general plagues? Yeah, I mean, it was usually like the same kind of thing, the bubonic plague. Also, bubonic plague, the same thing as the black death mm-hmm. plague thing? Yeah, it the same kind of disease, yeah. It's... Okay. Mm-hmm. 
uh this i don't remember what this particular plague was there were there were a lot of different outbreaks of plague around europe okay. for hundreds of years after the black death yeah um hmm. and so okay so they wore the let that they also wore over overclothing garment like an extra like cloak that goes over everything boots gloves leggings and hats all made of waxed leather so they'd be did it work um well okay. i don't know <laughs> no <laughs> it probably was somewhat helpful there the hats like wide brim was t apparently to identify them as a medical professional <laughs> i guess that was a thing um though i think that the beak probably stood out more yeah, that's what I would say. <laughs> Not the wide-brimmed hat. Yeah. Well, they they wore those like big creepy masks um to keep a distance from people. Is that uh, true? No. <laughs> oh, okay. The, so the mask described by Delorme, I mean, part of it is to like protect them from the like, yeah. air and the airborne illness. It was like cover their whole face and a just had mask. two glass lenses over the eyes. And oh, two little air holes near the nostrils. Uh-oh. Mm -hmm. That's why they got it. They can breathe. <laughs> well. Oh, he burped again. Sorry. The purpose of the beak was was actually to be, it was supposed to be stuffed with like perfumes and flowers and like herbs and spices. Um, so that, uh, well, this is because before germ theory, doctors thought that sickness was caused by miasma or like bad smells oh, okay. <laughs> like it was the this the bad smell wasn't coming off of sick people and dead people wasn't a byproduct of the illness that's what caused it oh, okay um and uh, so they thought sense. that you know the herbs would keep the doctors safe by counteracting the evil odors that they could breathe in there um oh and the the cane that they had um that was that was not just to like up the creepy factor um it's it was the six foot social distancing pole yeah like... that was part of it no That's... really yeah they yes. so the so part of the um it was so that doctors could like treat patients without getting close to them they could like point at areas like yes. lift up your shirt or something <laughs> or like show them what look let me just look at that part of your arm closer or oh, like creepy go sit point to go sit over here or like they could like lift up clothes and stuff off of dead bodies without like getting close to them or something. <laughs> um, they could like use it to take patients' pulses from a distance. Nuh-uh, that's not accurate. Bye. What? It's <laughs> not accurate. <laughs> okay. Um, or yeah, to like keep people away from them, just like to like, you know, hey, whack people who get too close. I what guess. What if they dropped the pole? and it rolled away and you did not know which end was the end you touched people with <laughs> so then you just had to guess well i'm guessing <laughs> it's described as a cane so i'm guessing there's one end that's like hooked or oh. with a handle in some way i don't know maybe not. <laughs> it maybe it's just pole, a straight i pictured it as like a six foot pole <laughs> no i don't think it was that long <laughs> they carried around <laughs> no they didn't they didn't know the social distancing had to be that far, I guess. <laughs> um, it's really funny. Well, yeah. So you, apparently the costume was like at least somewhat successful because it like spread out across Europe to like plague doctors and not just in France, but in Italy and everywhere else. And they like kept using it for like a hundred years after until, I don't know, at least the 1700s. Mm -hmm. Um so plague doctors would often be hired by a city 
and given the directive to treat everyone, both rich and poor, during an epidemic, because they worked for the city. Uh, though they would sometimes, like, charge individuals extra for, like, specific treatments or, like, cures, quote-unquote, that they gave them. Yeah. Um, but because of the dangerous nature of their work, plague doctors were rarely experienced phys physicians. They were usually just, like, second-rate doctors who couldn't make a living doing, like, general medical practice or like young students trying to establish themselves mm -hmm. and there's also a story about like a plague doctor who before the the plague happened he was like a fruit seller and then he just volunteered to do it because <laughs> i don't know All he right. wanted the money or he thought it would help people fruit sellers anyway, yeah <laughs> uh or just, so uh yeah they're they're okay anyway oh so ordinarily doctors around in the middle ages weren't allowed to perform autopsies but plague doctors were sometimes given that privilege so if you're a doctor and you wanted to cut people open then you could become a like cut dead people open at least then you could become a plague doctor oh because ordinarily you weren't allowed to do those but since they wanted to let them try to find a cure for the disease they'd let them perform autopsies of people on people who died from it um, and they had, you know, they practiced things like bloodletting and placing frogs and leech and, and leeches on people's like welts and Yeah, I feel like I know about stuff. the frogs and leeches. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, and so they hardly ever actually cured pa patients. Um, uh, yeah, I would assume. They were mostly useful just in yeah. tallying up the number of people infected and dead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I, I just, I didn't. I wasn't 100% sure that, like, the plague doctor outfit was actually real and it wasn't something that They're people creepy. made up and said at some point. But it actually had, like, a real, like, purpose. That, oh, they're <laughs> so point. creepy. Yeah. I hope to put yeah. pictures of that up because that's really creepy. Mm -hmm. And uh, last thing, I wanted to talk about um, a nursery rhyme, the... Uh, Ring around a rosy, a pocket full of posies. Yeah. Ashes, ashes, we all fall down. That one. Yeah. Um, so have you heard that that's... Yeah, I've heard that it's like dark about something dark. Yes, the people say that it's based on either the Black Death or like some other old-timey plague. Yeah. Like the, like the Great plague, plague of yeah. 1650 or something. And, um, so the idea with that is that a, a rosy rash was one of the symptoms of the plague. Oh. And, like, posies of herbs and flowers were one of the ways to keep away the bad smells that people thought caused the sickness. Oh! Like, um, okay. You know, the ashes, ashes refers to the cremation of plague victims, and the we all fall down is exactly the, you know, what the plague causes to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what's ring around the rosy? It's just, like, ro like... The rosy, I guess, would be the plague-infected person. Like, they're all rosy and red with a rash what about, the plague. What, what's a ring like ring not, around the rose does that I'm have something sure. to do with that no i'm not sure what that ring would mean around the rosy uh yeah i don't know what the ring around part actually means hmm. interesting um well and also in a brit in another common british version of the uh rhyme instead of the ashes ashes parts they say a tissue a tissue um supposedly referring to like the coughing and sneezing that people would do um with when they had the plague hmm. accompanied by the great plague um what were the symptoms of the plague uh they were bad uh, uh thanks for that information <laughs> sorry, let me cool uh okay so they had 
according to Boccaccio's description, in men and women alike, it first betrayed itself by the emergence of certain tumors in the groin or armpits. What? Some of which... Like bumps? I guess, yeah. Some of which grew as large as a common apple, well, others as an horrible. egg. From the two said parts of the body, this deadly gavotiolo, that's some Italian word, soon began to propagate and spread itself in all directions indifferently. After which the form of the malady began to change. Black spots or... L- or livid, making their appearance in many cases on the arm or thigh or elsewhere. Um, now few and large, now minute and numerous. As the uh, tumors and stuff had been, and still was an infallible token of approaching death. So a bunch of tiny little bumps? Or a bunch of black. big well, big bumps and tiny bumps. And then it turns bumps. into small, tiny bumps. Uh-huh. This is once big and... Not many, but there's a lot of little Uh ones. That would be followed by acute fever and vomiting of blood. Most victims died two to seven days after initial infection. Freckle-like spots and rashes. Yeah, which could have been caused by flea bites were identified as another potential sign of the plague. Oh Um, my gosh. Sometimes I think about how the coronavirus could be something like that Mm -hmm. and how I would never walk outside. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I guess. I mean, I don't walk outside now, but like, it could be that everyone. I mean, <laughs> oh. it's not good that it's killing old people. I don't want my grandma to die, or people with like bad immune systems. But mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, what we're going through is scary. But like, man, wouldn't that be terrifying? Yeah. If like you vomited blood and like you're gonna die if you get it, it's yeah, terrifying. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Uh, also some forms of the plague infected the lungs and led to respiratory problems also. Uh-oh. Yeah. That's anyway. scary. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, so we're not, so for the nursery rhyme, we're not a hundred percent sure. No one really knows what it, what the actual meaning is. Um, but it's probably not actually about the plague. What? Yeah. I thought you just said it was. No, I, was, I said that that's like a I've thing heard. that people think. Yeah, yeah I've, that I've heard, heard that. I've heard that too. Um, oh. So, uh, yeah, it probably isn't that. So first off, there are like a ton of different versions of it out there with yeah. words that, other words that like don't add up to the same like oh. plague idea. And, um, and a ton of many different variations existed for a long time before any of them started to be published uh-huh. in written form in the mid-1800s so it's unlikely that that rewritten version is about it yeah i mean it's on i'd say that it's unlikely that the current most popular version is all that similar to the original version yeah that's what i'm saying Mm -hmm. yeah it's not it's probably not very similar right yeah right yeah Mm -hmm. okay yeah uh second um you know as the you know, the, the symptoms that are described in the nursery rhyme don't quite all add up. Like, you know, the the red rash is not at all the most common, like the most noticeable thing if you have the plague. And not, and the like coughing and sneezing wasn't that common either. It just infect, affected some people. Hmm. Um, what else? This theory only... This theory of it being based on the plague only started to be tossed around after World War II. And there's no, people did plenty of research into trying to figure out what the origins of it were before then. Mm. And no, there's nothing that would suggest from before World War II 
that it was at all based on that. Oh. Um, like before the fifties really even. Um, and also it's the, as for the fall line, it's far less likely that the fall is actually to do with death. And it's more to refer to like a curtsy, oh, which was an extremely like common, bow. yeah, a curtsy or some other kind of bending maneuver, oh. which was like extremely common action in other like similar singing games at the time. Yeah. Yeah. When they're done, they mm-hmm. curtsy or bow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. So it might have like pagan origins. Probably everything has pagan origins. Mm-hmm. There's like Christmas is a pagan holiday. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that's more likely than it being the plague. It has to do with like the rosy being like a rose tree, and like a. Well, yeah, I'm sure it's not actually. Verses dark. about like children, yeah, running around the road, circling around the uh, rose tree and stuff. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, hmm. so that's. Some uh, interesting plague stuff. Are you done? Yep, I'm done. Can I use your computer charger? My computer's yeah. dying. Yep. Thank you. Um, yeah, cool. So that was all about the same plague. Kinda. It was about or just the like bubonic plagues. plague. Yeah, it was mostly like the bubonic plague. Yeah. Bubonic. Bubonic. Sorry. I don't think it's bubonic. All I'm right, pretty sorry. sure it's bubonic. I don't know though. <laughs> Could be wrong. In my head all day, I've been calling it the bucolic plague. That's not it. <laughs> no. I'll tell you that. Right now, it's not. All right. Well, I have one long full story, not a million little ones. So. Yay. <laughs> uh, and I'm sure all, like, all of you have heard of it, but it's a good one. So I'm going to. I've heard of it, but I don't remember what it is. Cool. Um, mine is about Typhoid Mary. So I knew that much. Cool. <laughs> so Mary Mallon, M-A-L-L-O-N. Okay. So I think Mallon. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Mary was born in 1868 in Cookstown. Yeah. Cookstown County, Ty- Tyrone. I know. It is what is now Northern Ireland. Okay. So she migrated to the United States in 1883 or 1884. She lived with her aunt and uncle for a time and later found work as a cook for affluent families. Ooh. Yeah. From 1900 to 1907, Mary worked as a cook in the New York City area for seven families. Okay. Mm -hmm. So in 1900, she worked in uh, Mamoronic, New York. Okay. I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> Where within two weeks of her employment, residents developed typhoid fever. Oh. And then in 1901, so after, about, you know, after that, she kind of ran. She got out of there. She's like, I don't want to get it. Oh, yeah. Everyone I'm working for has it. Right. So she moved to Manhattan, uh, and then she started working for another family, and then members of the family... Of that family started developing fevers and diarrhea, and then the laundress, uh-huh. laundress, is that how you say it? The yeah. laundress died. Oh. So then uh, Mary left because she's like, oh my God, I don't want to get this. Right. <laughs> and so Mary then went to work for a lawyer and left after seven of the eight people in the household became ill. Oh, wow. So she noped out of there. She's <laughs> like, bye. <laughs> She's like, what the heck? I just have the worst luck. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? So in 1906, 
Mary took a position in Oyster Bay, Long Island, and within two weeks, 10 of the 11 family members were <laughs> hospitalized with typhoid. Oh, great. <laughs> so she changed jobs again. Great. And similar occurrences happened why would in... You, why would anyone hire her? <laughs> in three more households. She wow. worked for three more families and similar things. They got sick and then she bounced. <laughs> <laughs> She's freaking out, you know. Yeah. So she worked as a cook for the family of a wealthy New Yorker banker, okay. Charles Henry Warren. Okay. So when the Warrens rented a house in Oyster Bay for the summer of 1906, Mary went along too because mm-hmm. she worked for them. Mm-hmm. And from August 27th to September 3rd, six of the 11 people in the family came down with typhoid fever. The disease at the time was unusual mm-hmm. in Oyster Bay, according to three medical doctors who practiced there, uh, probably because there was a bunch of rich people right. on like a small <laughs> right. area uh-huh. place. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Mary was subsequently hired by other families and outbreaks <laughs> followed her. <laughs> so in 1906, while Mary was working for uh henry warren charles henry warren that guy yeah the new york banker um oh man this is the same thing okay okay yeah the time typhoid fever was still fatal in 10 percent of cases and mainly affected deprived deprived people from large cities so it was weird Mm -hmm, for wealthy people for a wealthy small populated area Mm -hmm. had it so, yeah, in late 1906, one family, so that family, I think, mm-hmm. the, the Warren family uh-huh. hired a typhoid researcher named John Soper, S-O-P-E-R. Cool. I'm going to say Soper. Probably. George Soper, did I say that? To investigate. Because okay. he's like, wait, why is everyone getting this? That's yeah. insane. No one gets that here where we have money. Right. So Soper published the results he found on June 15th, 1907 in the Journal of the American Medical Association. Cool. JAMA. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It says in here JAMA. Oh, really? Yeah. It was the... Because at first, because I had to look it up, JAMA. They were like, it was it was published in JAMA, and I'm like, I don't know what the fuck JAMA is. <laughs> they published it in pajamas? Yeah, it was confusing. <laughs> Why not in a suit? So then I had to look it up, and that's what it is. Cool. So he believed Mary might have been the source of the outbreak. Oh, who'd have Crazy, thunk it? <laughs> right? So he wrote, yeah, so, you know, after he did some digging, he was like, well, that's fishy. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So uh, this guy wrote... It was found that the family changed cooks on August 4th. This was about three weeks before the typhoid epidemic broke out. The new cook, Mary, remain, or Malin, remained in the family only a short time and left about three weeks after the outbreak occurred. Hmm. Mary was described as an Irish woman, about 40 years of age, tall, heavy, single. I've seen pictures of her. She's not heavy. Anyway. <laughs> well, it's not by 2020 standards. Right, right, right. She seemed to be in perfect health. So Soper discovered that that a female Irish cook who fit the physical description he was given. Mm-hmm. Who wrote this then? Maybe if not Soap, whatever, was given uh, was involved in all of the outbreaks. He was unable to locate her because she generally left after an outbreak began without giving a forwarding address. 
Uh-huh. Soper learned of an active outbreak in a penthouse of Park Avenue and discovered Mary was the cook. <laughs> <laughs> so two of the household servants were hospitalized and the daughter of the family died of typhoid. Oh. The sanitary engineer committed by the Warren family, George Sober. Wait, is it Sober or Soper? One thing is saying, one one of my sources is saying sober, and one of them is saying soper. Okay. Oh, no. I think it's probably sober. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. I thought, okay, now I'm just repeating. St- okay. So, George Sober published the results of his investigation in JAMA. Yep. Okay. Okay. So, have you, oh, this is a mess. I thought I read this through thoroughly. Are you following along, though? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Having believed initially the freshwater clams could be involved in these infections, he had hastily conducted his interrogation of sick people and also of Mary, who had presented a moderate form of typhoid at the time. Mary continued to host the bacteria, contaminating everything around her, a real threat for the surrounding environment. Mm -hmm. Although Sober initially feared that the soft clams were the culprits, this proved to be incorrect as not all of those stricken had eaten them. Okay. Finally, Sober had solved the mystery and realized, yeah, it's Mary, (laughs) um, and became the first author to describe a healthy carrier Uh of Salmonella typhi in the United States, which is just typhoid. Typhoid. Uh From March 1907, Sober started asking Mary and meant in Manhattan, uh, no, not asking, Sober started stalking Mary in Manhattan, (laughs) and he revealed he was transmitting. Okay, hang on. So, this rich family hires this guy to investigate why the outbreak happened on oyster, whatever. Right. And he was like, it's probably the oysters. Right. Okay. And then he started interviewing people on the island, and they were like, we didn't all eat oysters. Mm -hmm. So then he was like, oh, he started digging into Mary's background. Uh, probably because she was a dirty immigrant. Probably. That was also what people, you know, think she, you know, she, anyway. Uh, and he was like, oh, all these other families got sick. It's probably her. But she's not sick. What's the deal with that? So then he was like, oh, healthy carrier. She just uh-huh. doesn't, I think that's just asymptomatic, right? Right. But he's called it a healthy carrier. <laughs> so she left, obviously, but Sober was still investigating. Mm-hmm. Wikipedia so, says Sober. But I don't know. Yeah, I know. Wikipedia says Soper, but another thing I read said Sober. Okay. I don't know. (laughs) So when Soper approached Mary about her possible role... Okay, wait, wait, wait. So so then this investigator guy, Soper or Sober, Mm -hmm. started stalking Mary. He tried to track her down. Mm -hmm. And then he just kind of like knocked on her door. Right. And was like, hi, you're transmitting typhoid to people. (laughs) You need to stop. (laughs) And when Soper approached Mary about her possible role in spreading typhoid, she uh, adamantly rejected his request for urine and stool samples. He just knocked on her door and was like, you are spreading this. Can I have your feces? (laughs) Give me your piss and shit, lady. No, really. And then she slammed the door in his face. (laughs) Give me your fat Irish 
excrement. Mm -hmm. So since Mary Mary refused to give samples to a random man that showed up on her doorstep, (laughs) he decided to compile a five-year history of Mary's employment. So, so profound that eight of the families had hired, out of eight of the families that hired Mary as a cook, members of seven of the families claimed to have contracted typhoid fever. On his next visit, he took another doctor with him, but again was turned away. So the next time he showed up on Mary's doorstep with a doctor to, like, prove that this was really happening, she still slammed the door. During a later encounter with Mary, so again, after Mary had herself been hospitalized, he told her he would write a book and give her all the royalties if she just did this (laughs) stuff. But she angrily rejected his proposal and locked herself in the bathroom until he left. (laughs) He, like, continually just, like, went to her door and harassed her. (laughs) That's terrible. Yeah. So that year, about 3,000 New Yorkers had been infected by typhoid, and probably Mary was the main reason for the outbreak (laughs) in New York. Immunization. Immunization. Mm -hmm. Against typhoid was not developed until 1911, and the antibiotic treatment was not available until 1948. Thus, a dangerous source like Mary had to be restrained. (laughs) Mary was then frequently accused of being the source of contact for hundreds of the ill. Mm. Soper, after enlisting the support of Dr. Biggs of the New York Department of Health, persuaded Dr. Josephine Baker, who, along with the police, was sent to bring Mary in for testing. (laughs) So they're basically going to go and grab her and be (laughs) like, you have to come in. Mm -hmm. Baker and the police were met by an uncooperative Mary. (laughs) Yes, that would make sense. At the end, she was forced to give samples, and Mary's stool was positive for salmonella typhi, and thus... She was transferred to North Brother Island to Riverside Hospital, where she was quarantined in a cottage. So she was forced out of her home, forced to poop in a jar. And And she's like, I'm not even sick. (laughs) You know, and then she's quarantined. Right. (laughs) So Mary attracted so much media attention that she was called Typhoid Mary. In a 1908 issue of JAMA, later, oh wait. Yeah, she was called Typhoid Mary in JAMA. Mm-hmm. Later, in a textbook that defined typhoid fever, she was again called Typhoid Mary. In prison, she was forced to give stool and urine samples regularly, and the New York uh, City Health Inspector determined she was a carrier. They put her in prison? Yeah, because she was like she in would. quarantine. Oh. Yeah, she was in prison first. Oh, because they wouldn't. Okay. Because she wouldn't cooperate. Right. Got and it. then they took a bunch of stool samples and shit. I see. And then they, and then like, they put her in quarantine. Okay. Yeah, then they put her in the hospital. Under sections 1169 and 1170 of the Greater New York Charter, Mary was held in isolation for three years wow. at a clinic located on North Brother Island. Eventually, Eugene H. Porter, the new, the New York State Commissioner of Health, he was like a new guy who came in. Eventually, decided that disease carriers should no longer be kept in isolation and that Mary could be freed if she agreed to stop working as a cook and take responsible steps to prevent transmitting typhoid to others, like washing her hands. (laughs) Hang on. My computer has frozen. Great. Okay. 
Um, yeah. So on February 19th, 1910, mm-hmm. Mary agreed that she was, quote, prepared to change her occupation, that of a cook, and would give assurance by affidavit that she would, upon her release, take such hygienic precautions as would protect those with whom she came into contact from infection. <laughs> so she was released from quarantine and returned to the mainland. Yeah. So there's no, there was no cure for typhoid. They couldn't, like, cure her of it. No. Mm-hmm. Once you have it, you have it. Yeah. So... Okay. So, Upon her release, yep. Mary was given a job as a laundress, which paid a lot less than cooking. Mm-hmm. After several unsuccessful years of working as a laundress, she changed her name to Mary Brown and returned to her former occupa- occupation <laughs> despite having been explicitly instructed not to. <laughs> Way to go, Mary. And guess what? She didn't wash her hands. She thought it was stupid. <laughs> she was she lit she was like, "Why?" <laughs> So she did not wash. She refused to wash her hands because she thought it was dumb. Nice. Yeah. I love her. (laughs) (laughs) No. For the next five years, she worked in a number of kitchens. Wherever she worked, there were outbreaks of typhoid. However, she changed jobs frequently, and that original investigator was unable to find her because she was hard to catch. Um, But in 1915, Mary started another major outbreak. This time at a Sloan Sloan at Sloan Hospital for <laughs> Women in New York City, twenty-five people were infected and two died. She again left, but the police were able to find her and arrest her when she took food to a friend on Long Island. Oh, <laughs> after arresting her, well, <laughs> I mean, the friend probably shouldn't have eaten that food. After arresting her, public health authorities returned her to quarantine on North Brother Island on March 27, 1915. She was still unwilling. Uh, wait. Hang I don't know. On. Okay. Um, oh, she didn't want to do it. Okay. Um, so, unfortunately, Mary remained confined for the remainder of her life. They kept her quarantined. Aww. And she became a minor celebrity and was occasionally interviewed by the media. <laughs> they were told not to accept even water from her. And later, she was allowed to work as a technician in the island's laboratory washing bottles. Okay. <laughs> so, she died on November 1938. I, I don't think they should have had her washing anything. <laughs> Okay. Well, it didn't I mean, affect anything, did right, it? All right. Well, yeah. Her but... body was hurried away and buried in a grave, bought for the purpose at St. Raymond Cemetery in the Bronx. A post-mortem revealed that... Okay, so when she was in her second quarantine, health officials or like doctors and uh-huh. stuff were like, hey, can we remove your gallbladder? Okay. We think that'll cure you. Okay. But they had no evidence to back it up. They're like, let's just remove it because we don't think it's necessary and see what happens. (laughs) Okay. And she was like, no. (laughs) No. (laughs) No. And they were like, come on, let us just remove it. It's no biggie. Let's just remove your gallbladder. And she was like, fuck off. No. So she refused. Nice. Even though they tried to force her to do it. So... Um, so a post-mortem apparently revealed that she shed typhoid bacteria from her gallstones, raising the issue of what would have happened if she had accepted the proposed operation to remove her gallbladder. Hmm. 
But some researchers insisted that there was no autopsy and that this was just an urban legend. Oh, okay. And people were like, well, if she would have just listened to us, she could have been freed, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, basically people were like, well, she could, because people were like, that seems mean that she wasn't allowed to, they basically right. imprisoned her for the rest of her life. Yeah. In 1909, Mary unsuccessfully sued the health department when she is alive. Uh During her two-year period of confinement, she had 120 out of 163 stool samples test positive for salmonella typhi. No one ever attempted to explain to Mary the significance of being a carrier. Instead, Mm -hmm. they had offered to remove her gallbladder, something that she had denied. She was unsuccessfully treated with hexamethylenin okay <laughs> laxatives and brewer's yeast mary the first known case of a healthy carrier in the united states was proven responsible for the contamination of at least 122 people including five people dead wow hmm. um so this story in is interesting to me mm-hmm there's a lot of things about this that Yeah. Because on one hand you're like, Mary, wash your hands. <laughs> right. That's no. Mm-hmm. And then the other one is like, Mary, everywhere you go, people die. Yeah. Why can't you just change your you know that you have it at this point? <laughs> yeah. Like, come on. You gotta know this is weird. Right? <laughs> but you also have to think she didn't have any symptoms, so when some random guy stalked her and came to her door and was like, give me your stool and urine, you're infecting people, she's like, you're crazy, right. go away. Uh-huh. She was trying to run away from it when she ran away. Right. And then you think, well, what else were they going to do? Like, she was contaminating people, mm-hmm. and she refused to not be a cook right. and wash her hands. <laughs> um. But also, they put her in this quarantine, and she probably wasn't treated that well. Mm-hmm. And it was against her will. Yeah. Like, it was against her will, and they never, they didn't really treat her well because she was, like, an immigrant. Mm-hmm. And that's also another part of it. They just thought she was, like, dirty and gross and, like... Yeah. Then They thought she was too stupid to understand any of it, so they basically just forced her to do all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And she was like, fuck you. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And it's very unethical what they did. Yeah. I think. But also, it's like, ugh, what do you do, man? Mm-hmm. I think she's pretty cool. I think she's cool, I too. Think it's cool that she got all those rich people sick. I know. Like, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, what else was she going to do to make money? (laughs) I mean... If she wasn't making enough money being a laundress, what's she going to do? I... She probably wasn't... I mean, going off of her philosophy on washing her hands, she can't have been that good at washing clothes or... (laughs) <laughs> containers well at the time they didn't even um, it was either new or you know people were like what are germs right. like that doesn't mean anything so she's uh-huh. like no <laughs> consider being that old lady who's like you don't have to do that <laughs> yeah they're don't tell me the, what to do all the old people who went out and voted on tuesday yeah that's seriously <laughs> 
Um, so how, what do you think about the story? It was kind of a mess, and I apologize for that. That's I tried okay. to pull from, like, multiple sources, mm-hmm. and then I just kept repeating things, and then I was like, gosh darn it, this is in the wrong order. <laughs> and I thought I read through this completely, and it made sense when I read through it, but then when I read it out loud, it didn't make sense. <laughs> any okay. questions for me? Uh, I don't think so. I was just going to say that that's why uh, we sh- are all, in, you know, they're, I don't know. It's it's so relevant to today because we're all socially isolated because we could all be uh, healthy uh, hosts or whatever. It, it was also a thing that there were – so there were a lot of people actually after Mary who were found to be healthy carriers, like hundreds of people. Huh. And they didn't isolate or quarantine forcefully anyone else. Oh. She just, was the only one. Just Mary. Mm-hmm. Well. Because – she was like a dirty immigrant right. that they didn't like. Uh-huh. And she was difficult, but... <laughs> well, even like, during, she was in quarantine for a couple of years mm-hmm. to begin with, and right. then they were fine. Like, that first quarantine, like, it wasn't yeah. like afterwards. Uh-huh. <laughs> but that first quarantine, which right. was unethical to just lock her up for no reason mm-hmm. for years, they found other people and they didn't even, like, arrest them. Yeah. It's just because she got rich people sick, yeah. basically. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. But that guy was just harassing her. Just <laughs> give me your urine. Yeah. No! Dude. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. So it's really... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everyone's like, if she would have just washed her hands. But I'm also <clears throat> like, guys, she was treated poorly. Yeah. That doesn't mean what they did was right. I agree. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm and then on. like lying about how, yeah, apparently they like exhumed her body and then did like cut open her and like grabbed the gallbladder and cut it open. And there was so much bacteria in there. Uh-huh. But that's just because people were like, that's unethical. And then they're like, well, we found out that if she would have just removed her gallbladder, uh-huh. but that wasn't it's probably not true. Okay, They were just saying it uh-huh. because people were mad at the how unethical the whole thing was and then they're like well she was just difficult mm-hmm. and it's like yeah that's not how you cure yeah typhoid you can't just remove someone's gallbladder mm-hmm. at the time it was like a risky surgery sure. so she's like no mm-hmm. yeah i'm and on her just, side I yeah think me she's too cool yeah me too i wish she gave more people typhoid yeah me too <laughs> he killed a bunch of people though yeah well that's that's, that's too sad. bad well as long as they were rich people it's okay yeah well it's rich people's kids too so that's kind of sad yeah well rich people's kids grew up to be rich people that's true <laughs> that's so mean just kidding i don't think anyone should die ever i don't think anyone would have ever found out if she just if that one family didn't hire the investigator yeah, then probably no one not. Would have really looked into it, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All yeah. right, that's what I got. Okay, cool. That messy story. That it's late. And it I'm was tired. good. It was interesting. What if Joe Biden has COVID nineteen? That'd be so cool. <laughs> that's why we haven't seen him in days. Yeah. See, that's what everyone says, but I'm just like, maybe, no, maybe Bernie gave it to him at the debate. Maybe maybe Bernie's a healthy carrier. Yeah, Bernie. Mm. <laughs> I 
I thought you meant he carried like a little vial of something. <laughs> or that. Or some a vial of someone's spit who had it and like Ooh. when they shook hand or like afterwards when they probably did shook hands or something. Right. Or like during the debate he just kinda went behind his back threw the spit on him mm-hmm. i bet i bet that they actually at, at the debate they made a point of saying that they didn't shake hands like they bumped elbows but i bet they shook hands like off they shook camera hands off camera yeah 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 obviously yeah okay are we gonna end the sign pod? off yeah is that, is that how you say that <laughs> i think so uh, is that yeah I'm really tired and I'm going insane. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I am. I'm probably, we're probably going to make more content. We'll probably make a bonus episode soon. Yeah. We'll do something. Well, it was going to be about diseases, but. But we then we did a did regular that, episode so. about diseases. So unless we come up with more disease content. Yeah. We'll probably do some kind of bonus episode for. Yeah. Quarantining for your coronacation. Yeah. So be on the lookout for that. Um, uh, again, if you want us to stream on Twitch, oh yeah, uh, let us know. Like, maybe Just, I'll do a Twitter poll. But even oh, if yeah. whether whether I do that or not, still like, send us an email or comment on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook or something to say yeah. whether you would actually watch that. I can also, since a lot of our followers are on Instagram, I can do an Instagram story poll okay. and just say yes or no. And then mm-hmm. see what people put. Okay. Yeah. And I can see who didn't vote too. So then I'll be like, well, they're not interested. So just vote yes or no. You won't hurt my feelings. <laughs> if you say no, it's less work for me. If you say yes, I'll be super happy to do it. Yeah. You know? So either way, it's a win-win. Yeah. So just give us your honest opinion. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. You ready? Yeah, I've been Harry. And I'm still Carly. And this has been... Known Unknowns. Uh, Live, laugh, love. Because it's weird out there. Bye. Bye. Bye.